and welcome on in to Hick at Night. Ryan Hickey here with you on this Saturday morning. As always, a happy Saturday to you. A happy weekend to you. And thank you. We appreciate you for making us a part of your weekend. Where else but right here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, another big college football weekend upcoming here. Getting kicked off in just a few hours, starting with the Red River Rivalry. We'll get to that game here in a little bit. I want to talk about a bigger game with bigger implications even than two top 15 opponents that are undefeated in a bitter rivalry facing off. That is because I want to talk about a big upset I think we're going to see on Saturday. And that is Kentucky going between the hedges and upsetting number one Georgia. I think we're going to see it on Saturday night. But I don't want to just talk about the game of who's going to win and who's going to lose. I want to talk about if that result comes true, the impact it has for the rest of the season now going forward. Because if I, if I am right, Kentucky goes into Athens and wins. Saturday night, we will see the elimination of Georgia from the college football playoff consideration. Their quest for a three-peat, I think, ends Saturday night. Because if you look at Georgia now, so far with how they've played and who they've played, look at their upcoming schedule, and you also look around the rest of the nation right now, I don't see a situation and a circumstance where a 11-1, maybe even 12-1 Georgia team is in the college football playoff. I think they have to be undefeated if they want to be one of the final four teams standing to compete for a championship here at the end of the season. This is not me being a Georgia hater. I'm not. I have no reason to hate Georgia. This is not me being some SEC anti-best conference in college football for the most part guy here on the radio. Not me either. Don't hate Georgia. Don't hate the SEC. What I am doing is being realistic to what we are seeing in college football this season and also being realistic to what we've seen through history. History and the current standings are the reason why if Georgia loses to Kentucky on Saturday, their season is over. It's done. The quest for a three-peat is over. All right. Look, let's start with history. Again, this is a two-parter here. History and right now current landscape of college football are the two reasons why I think if Georgia loses on uh, on Saturday, their season's over. Let's look at the history of the college football playoff really fast here. I'm taking the year 2020, throwing it out the window. Weird year, COVID year, teams play different amount of games. That, just for this example, we're not using that wonky year. Okay, so you take 2020 out. We've had eight seasons so far of the college football playoff. Within those eight seasons, we have had 19 teams make the college football playoff while recording a loss. Of those 19 teams to make the college football playoff with one loss, 18, 18 of the 19 have had at least one top 10 win. The only time it didn't happen where a one-loss team made the college football playoff without a top 10 win, 2018 Oklahoma. Won the Big 12. Kyler Murray did not record a top 10 victory and roots to be one of the four, uh, final four teams standing. 
So 18 of the 19 teams to make the college football play for the loss have had at least one top 10 victory. Remember that. The other thing is, if Kentucky wins on Saturday, there's also a good chance Georgia's on the outside looking in of getting to Atlanta. Again, it's not like the SEC is, is deep or formidable this season. Wildcats right now coming in undefeated are going to have to lose twice in conference play in order for Georgia to go to Atlanta. If that doesn't happen, if Kentucky is representing the SEC East in the SEC title game, then what does Georgia have to do to make the college world playoff? Because it's not impossible, right? We have seen five different times in the eight years of the college football playoff, a team not win their conference, but still make the playoff. Georgia, from 2021, is one of these five teams. But, in order to be one of those teams to not win your conference, but still make the playoff, of the five teams to do it, all five so far have had at least one top 10 victory, and all five have had at least two Top 20 wins. So again, 19 teams have made the college football playoff with one loss in the college football playoff era. 18 of the 19 had at least one top 10 victory. Just one time of the 19 did a team not record a top 10 victory at the time that they played and still made the playoff. Five teams did not win their conference and still made the college football playoff. All five had at least one top 10 win and all five had at least two top 20 victories. Why do I bring up history first here? History is important because that kind of shows us, okay, the bar of which, what do you have to accomplish if you do lose a game or don't win your conference in order to still make the college football playoff? Now I use that history to spin it forward of if Georgia loses on Saturday to Kentucky, can they have an opportunity to make up for it? Can they still, with their resume, Leave no doubt to the committee, even if they are one-loss SEC champ or are 11-1 and don't even make Atlanta and aren't competing in the SEC championship, do they still have a strong case to stand on to make, again, the playoff and be one of the four teams standing? Well, you look ahead to Georgia's schedule remaining. They right now currently have three ranked teams left on their schedule outside of Saturday. They have right now currently scheduled number 21, Missouri, Number 16, Ole Miss. Number 22, Tennessee. That Tennessee game on the road. So three teams remaining on their schedule that are currently ranked. All three ranked right now either in the late teens or in the low 20s. You see the way Mizzou, Ole Miss, Tennessee have played. I don't think it's a guarantee they're running the table on their schedules to get to that point when they play Georgia. So I think right now if you're a Bulldogs fan... Best case scenario, one, maybe two of those ranked opponents you have left on your schedule will be ranked by the time you play them. And even if they are ranked and kind of sitting where they are right now, again, 21st, 16th, and 22nd, none of those wins are really impressive. Again, we just told you, for the most part, if you have a loss, you at least in order to make the college football playoff have to back it up with some sort of big-time win. Who's Georgia beating to offset their loss at home to Kentucky? Who's going to be their signature win that has the committee looking at their resume saying, you know what, loss at home, but look at win A, B, and C, 
we still think they're one of the top four teams in the country here. We still think they deserve a shot in the playoff. Georgia doesn't have that. And that's the reason why Saturday's a must win. And if they lose, which I think they will, their season's over. You're not making the college football playoff at 11 and 1 with your resume being of a Missouri ranked win, an Ole Miss ranked win, and maybe a Tennessee ranked win. You're not doing it. It's not good enough, especially when you look at how deep the Pac 12 is. When you look at the Big Ten, where you have right now three teams in the top seven. Ohio State already is a top 10 road victory on their resume. Florida State right now undefeated. Oklahoma, Texas right now, both undefeated, both in the top 12. Like, you look around right now, if you're Georgia and you're anyone in the SEC, there's a lot of teams with impressive resumes right now that if you go head-to-head, resume test-wise, the SEC, and in this case, Georgia, is losing. You are losing with, if right now, let's say USC wins the conference and they beat Washington or Oregon and they have one loss. If you're talking about, you know, USC or, or Oregon with one loss versus Georgia with one loss, well, Oregon's schedule is much more loaded than, than Georgia's is. Penn State with one loss versus Georgia one loss. Penn State's schedule is a lot better right now than Georgia's is. The resume test right now, the SEC is losing and losing fast here. And that's why if you're the Bulldogs, this is a must-win game. This is a must-win game. I think your hopes of making the college football playoff and going for a three-peat vanish right in front of your eyes as early as Saturday at home between the hedges. Your resume is not strong enough, and history tells us you could still make the playoff, but you need a strong resume. You need at least one impressive win. That one impressive win is not coming for Georgia. Beating the 21st or 17th ranked team is not that impressive. And you look at if you make it to Atlanta even, let's just say, if Kentucky falls and now you make it, you get a chance to go win the SEC again, I mean, does anyone think right now Alabama's running the table from this point out? Is A&M running the table from this point out to make the, uh, to make the SEC championship? I don't think so. So I think bare minimum, you're talking about a two-loss team Georgia's going to face if they make it to Atlanta. Again, not going uh, to be an impressive victory. So without an impressive victory on the resume, I don't see how if Georgia is not undefeated, how they make the college football playoff. And that brings me to what something Kirby Smart said earlier this week. Because you, look, you can listen to me say I'm an idiot. How about you listen to the Georgia head coach? Because then Kirby Smart, again, no dummy, knows the landscape. I think he said something this week that not only took me by surprise, but also think indicates he realizes how thin the margin of error is for Georgia. Listen to Kirby Smart this week when he was kind of talking about the um, the ferociousness right now of the SEC conference. I personally think every SEC team should be ranked. I guarantee you there's some teams that don't want to play on their ranked. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I literally have no idea what you're referencing because Every team we play in the SEC is good enough to beat us. Every SEC team should be ranked. Now, you have eyes. I have eyes. Out of the 14 teams in the SEC, should more than two or three truly be ranked? The answer is no. Why, though, is Kirby Smart saying that? Kirby Smart is not telling you Vanderbilt is truly, with a straight face, one of the best teams in the country. 
South Carolina is a top 25 team. Arkansas is this formidable opponent that truly is one of the best in the country. He's not saying that. What he's saying is he wants every team in the SEC ranked because he realizes this conference this year specifically is not very good. And the SEC being down this year means for Georgia or any other SEC champ, like in past years, if you lose one game, well, you had two or three other games against top 10 teams, you get in no problem because your resume is so strong. This year, again, we are talking about Georgia's best wins being over right now 21st-ranked Missouri, 16th-ranked Ole Miss, and 22nd-ranked Tennessee. And by the time they play, maybe one or two of those teams are ranked. There's a chance. There is a chance. Georgia has zero ranked wins on the season. They're not getting in. Kirby Smart knows that. That's why he's already kind of trying to plant the seed or reaffirm the notion that was around in previous times but no longer in 2023 the case of Georgia being the best, deepest, toughest, uh, not Georgia, sorry, the SEC being the best, deepest, toughest conference in college football. He's trying to build up right now the conference because he realizes the benefit of the doubt, the eye test, the rankings reflect the SEC is not very good. And history, by the way, is not bailing out Georgia. The fact that they are back-to-back national champs has nothing to do with their playoff case for 2023. The fact they have won 22 straight games going back to 2021 has zero impact on if they are truly one of the best four teams in the country this year. It is a brand new slate every year. Georgia does not deserve, nor should they get the benefit of the doubt because they are the reigning back-to-back champs of getting in the playoff over someone with a more deserving resume. Each year, it's about who you beat and how you look. And right now, Georgia does not look like a top four team in the country, and they have not played anyone, nor do they have a resume that screams they are a top four team in the country. You can't just put them in because, oh, well, they won last year and they won in 2021. The success that a lot of those players that won the national title in 2021 and 2022, who, by the way, most are not on the team anymore. Some are, but most aren't. Those accomplishments from past players should not serve as a crutch or an aid to get this current group of players who, again, most have not been on the field to win those national championships should not be a benefit to them and give them the edge over a team that, again, has is more deserving with their resume in 2023. History is not helping Georgia, nor should it. And if Georgia loses on Saturday, which I think they will, their dreams of a three-peat are dead. It's over. They are not making the college football playoff. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. Is Saturday against Kentucky a must-win game for Georgia? Is this a game where if I am right and an upset goes does go down, are we looking at Georgia right now as out of the college football playoff race? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Again, you could tweet me at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three.
Love to get your thoughts on this. And also when we do return, we will make mention and talk about the Red River rivalry, another massive game impacting the college football playoff landscape. Who needs this game more? Is it Oklahoma or is it Texas? I'll tell you when we return, it's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. Ryan Hickey here with you. Where else? Right here on CBS Sports Radio. Chatting right now, if this could be the beginning of the end of Georgia's quest for a three-peat, if they lose to Kentucky on Saturday, if the Wildcats run the ball down their throat, like we have seen right now Auburn do, Last week, like we've seen Kentucky do to Florida and Ray Davis do basically on his own, rushing for 280 yards and three touchdowns, the tremendous Kentucky running back. Uh, If he carries that performance over that he had last week into this week and does it again now and Georgia loses, their season's over. We've seen plenty of teams get into the college football playoff with one loss. The difference, though, is a lot of those, all those teams, have had marquee wins, have had resume-building wins that wipe away the one loss. Georgia, when you look at right now their resume this season, they've played nobody up to this point. And on their schedule, you have three ranked teams, none of them ranked better than 16th in the country. Georgia's not going to have the opportunity to have a statement win or two to impress the committee and have that override their one loss in the season. So this is absolutely a must-win game right now if you are Georgia. And I don't see a path right now where they are a one-loss team making the college football playoff. They have to be undefeated. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see Georgia go down later on Saturday and in going down, ending their hopes of a three-peat and becoming the first three-peat, we'll say, in modern college football. I think it's like in the 30s with Minnesota but that's also a little obscure because like different polls. So to make it easier in the modern college football era, no team has ever three-peated. Georgia's trying to become the first. I don't think we see it because I think their hopes and dreams come to rest on Saturday. How about yourself? Is this a must-win game for Georgia? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. We go right to the state. Right to the heart of the issue. Jim is calling from Georgia. Hello, Jim. Okay. Georgia's played without his top running back. The season started out for the year. The next guy played two or three plays in two games. He's out. So we have actually went down and played a walk-on at running back. It's got to be an insult to other teams that he scored. He ran on you. Then... We've got our version of Debo Samuel, a receiver, and played running back in high school, and we put him back there running back, and he's run on people. So tomorrow night, I mean, you could pull our Debo Samuel out and put him in the backfield again or over in the slot back position. Guess what? Kentucky won't beat State. You're not concerned. But, but Kentucky first came in here a couple years ago when we were listening Five hurt players and went home beat. Let me ask you this, Jim. The weather last year hurt Kentucky and hurt us, too. 
which I guess it probably did. Just play, just play along with me here, Jim. Let's just say I'm right. Kentucky wins, right? Season over for Georgia? I mean, it's tough, but I look at the year when uh, LSU won the championship. Okay, Georgia had players hurt. 2019. We had two players get hurt in the SEC championship game against LSU. Okay. We got left out getting beat those couple of games and then the SEC championship game. Lo and behold, who did they put in? Oklahoma. Well, it seems like to me in that college playoff game, I told somebody, I said, look at there. They've got as many points on uh, Oklahoma LSU has as they did us in the whole ball game. Then they ended up beating Oklahoma like 50-something. Or, I mean, tore them out of the frame compared to what they beat us to. So, right, I mean, but I mean – They don't always put the best teams in there, but I figure if we stall it on out and we're supposed to be getting some of these running backs back in like a true freshman, he finally got Kirby's praise of being able to block in the backfield for the quarterback, and he got a – Bruised ankle. So right. I mean, look, Jim. Jim. Everyone, and appreciate the call, buddy. Everyone deals with injuries, right? Everyone deals with injuries in some capacity. It's not an excuse. So I'm not going to sit here and and again, we're not going to go back to 2019 and talk about that LSU team. Which, by the way, nobody was beating the LSU team. Clearly, we saw no one even really came close. Texas and Auburn that year were the only two teams that actually pushed LSU for the most part. And gave them pretty close games. I know Alabama did later as well. But for the most part, LSU blew everyone out. There's no doubt of who was the best team that year. I can't see a situation where you can actually sell to me Georgia belonged in the college football playoff. And or that the result in 2019 would have been any different. And the point is this. Whether Georgia's healthy or not, running backs or not. You lose this game on Saturday. I don't see how your season is continuing. In terms of making the college football playoff. In terms of keeping up your quest to win your third straight national title. You have to win. Because right now, the biggest thing hurting you is your resume. The committee looks at who you beat. And right now, if we're talking about one, maybe two ranked teams, none of which are even top 15 caliber, when history has told us of the 19 teams that have made the college football playoff with one loss, 18 of the 19 have been have had at least one top 10 win. And if you don't make the SEC championship game, which you may not if Kentucky wins, and again, they have to lose two SEC games in order for you to reach Atlanta. If you don't make it to Atlanta, you're sitting there 11-1. Well, we've seen five teams make the college football playoff without winning their conference, or even making the conference championship game, I should say. But all five have had at least one top 10 win. Two top 20 wins. Georgia right now has zero. Zero. They're in trouble. And that's why Saturday for them is an absolute must win. Ramon is calling from India. What's up, Ramon? Hey, how you doing, big guy? I appreciate you taking my call. And you're correct. It's a must win for Georgia. I don't like that soft pancake schedule they got. It, 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 to be a champion, you should take on all comers. It seemed like they've ducked a lot of, uh, you know, duck, got a schedule that's ducking a whole lot of challenge 
uh, uh, this season. So. I will give Georgia this credit, Ramon, and that says they did have Oklahoma scheduled this year, and it was canceled because basically Oklahoma, like I think Oklahoma was going to Athens, and they couldn't have – it was supposed to be a home-and-home home series, and they couldn't make the return trip because Oklahoma was going to the SEC next year. So that was at least they were supposed to have a game against Oklahoma this year that was canceled because Oklahoma was going to the SEC next year. But otherwise, you're right in the sense that, I mean, it is a year-by-year sort of thing with, with how fickle the conferences are, but there is no challenge on this schedule whatsoever. There's no challenge, and then I think the SEC is down, period, so that's yes. going to affect probably in the, in the, uh, when it gets down to the, uh, the committee and picking the four. I think a lot of these schools uh, are banking, are preparing themselves for next year when it goes to 12. So I think they're really probably some of them, maybe like a Georgia, even an Alabama, are throwing probably throw, I'm not gonna say they're throwing the season away, but they'll they'll not fret it because come when it goes to 12 next year, they know two losses more than most likely going to get them in. So, but other than that, this year they got to beat Kentucky. And I'm hoping Kentucky beats them. I'm hoping they beat them real bad because I want to see someone else hold the trophy for a change that we've never seen before in all sports. Thanks, Nick Marco. Thank thanks for making it, Ramon. I mean. Yeah, I like I like parody. I like change. I'm absolutely rooting there with you. I don't want to see dynasties form in any sport. I think it's frankly kind of boring. And so far, you're seeing parody in college football reign supreme. That's been the theme, I would say, so far through the first five weeks of the season here as we enter week six. It's been parody. No one's been overly dominant, which I think is honestly fun and exciting because no one's really separated themselves and I could truly sit here and make an argument for any of the top 10 teams right now to win a national title. Easily. That's how I think, especially in the top 10 bunched, everyone is between 1 right now and 10. Scott, call from Alabama. What's up, Scotty? Hey, nothing much. First of all, man, I run a restaurant. I run the Longhorn here in Birmingham, one of them. And I listen to you coming home, man. I love listening to your show. You do always do a great job. Oh, thanks, Scott. Very kind of you, man. So this is my thing. I'm an Alabama guy. I've been an Alabama fan for my whole life. Um, even though I put my ex-wife and stepdaughter through Auburn, paid for their degrees, it doesn't matter. It's still good. Oh, wow. But, um, but you know, for me, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching football this year. I think NIL has balanced everybody. The big dogs aren't getting all the recruits. It's fun for me. I've thoroughly enjoyed. I, don't, I, I mean, I've been an Alabama fan a long time. I remember when we didn't win. And, you know, you've got all these crazy people out there that, you know, if they don't win a national championship, it's the end of the world. So, for me, do I think Georgia has to win? Oh, yeah, they got to win. The SEC is so open right now that it's, to me, I just love watching football. And it's fun watching every Saturday. And I love seeing all the teams out there that are ranked right now in the top ten that you haven't seen in years. And it's just fun to watch. Scott, I give you credit. You're a bigger man than I. I'm a Penn State fan, so I've never seen, I mean, frankly, no one's ever seen, right, the level of success recently that you have seen with your Alabama team. I, You are a bigger man than I because I'll be honest, if I was, let's say, an Alabama fan and I was the one who got to watch six national titles and what feels like year after year of at least college football playoff appearances, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get tired of it. So I give you a lot of credit, Lisa, you are sitting here saying, you know what, we're not a dominant team this year, but it's still fun seeing kind of, for the first time in a long time, it truly being wide open in college football. It's awesome to watch. I mean, you know, anybody that's, anybody that's a true fan of college football, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it when my team is dominant, but, you know, times change. And, you know, it's just fun to watch. 
I love watching college football. I mean, literally, I watch it all day now. And before, it'd be like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch that game. That might be worth watching. But now it's just like, you know, you're turning the channels like, you know, you know, on the on some of the channels, you know, like the YouTube TV, they got the thing where you can watch four games. I've never done that before. <laughs> now I put different games on, and I'm just like, man, who can I watch today? So, like I said, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still pull for Bama. I think we, we've got a we've got a chance to do something. Um, but you know, like I said, the SEC this year is so even. Like everybody just like no one is. There's no dominant team. And Georgia has so, shown so much flaws this year that, you know, they're not the dominant team that Alabama used to be, and they don't have the talent in the SEC to support that, you know, we could get away with one loss. And you're right, man. It's like, you know, if they lose to Kentucky, that's a wrap. They're not, they're not going to get in. And I, if they lose to Kentucky, I'm pretty sure they're not going to win the conference. I, I just, would agree. My Scott, appreciate listening, man. Appreciate making the call. You're right. Like, that's like, we talked about Georgia's. This has been right a talking point all offseason long going to this year. Georgia plays no one. Georgia plays no one. The schedule stinks. And it was viewed as, oh, well, Georgia's going to have a cakewalk to, you know, the college football playoff. We never honestly assumed Georgia look so far as vulnerable as they have. And now you see that is where a week's schedule comes back to bite you because your margin for error is basically zero. Having a week schedule is all well and good until you lose a game, and all of a sudden now it's, okay, well, how can we make it back up? Well, oh, shoot, we, oh, oh, we beat the 23rd-ranked team in the country. Oh, yeah, that's going to really move move the needle. Oh, we, we beat Tennessee, but they're unranked on the road. Oh, geez, wow, we, we can't move up anywhere because Oregon and USC are playing as a top-10 opponent, and Penn State and Ohio State are playing as top-5 opponents. Like, wow, how come we can't jump these guys? Plenty of other teams right now have marquee – games on their schedule left where Georgia has zero. And you made a good point, Scott. I think you're right. NIL has been right now the best equalizer. I've been behind that and the transfer reporter right now have brought parity. And Scott's right in the sense that college football for a long time was by far the most predictable sport. It's my favorite sport of anything. I love it more than the NFL, more than baseball. College football is my favorite sport to watch each and every year. The frustrating part was for most years, it was predictable. Most years, we could sit here in July and August and tell you bare minimum two, three, maybe four college football playoff teams, and we could maybe say, okay, you know what? If things happen, you know, go haywire, here are two or, the, two or three other teams that could, you know, get in and, and make some noise. But for the most part, going into any given year, out of 131 teams, you would get, what, seven maybe eight schools that could compete and, you know, make a college football playoff, and then even less, forget about just making the college football playoff, winning a national championship out of that seven or eight, that number is, like, cut in half. Two or three teams a year you can look at and say, oh, yeah, they can win the national title. They're good enough to do so. This year is wide open. This year, for the first time in a long time, as we sit here on October 7th, we don't know. And I could, again, I said before, I can easily point right now to 10 teams in the country and make a case as why they could win a national title this year, and it's not like it's it's not reaching or it's not improbable. It's awesome. I love it, and it just it creates more chaos and uncertainty each and every week. But I think one thing is certain in this time of uncertainty, and that is this: Georgia, if they lose on Saturday, done. Their college football playoff hopes are dashed right in front of their eyes. 
855-212-4227. And Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Is Saturday a must-win game for Georgia? I think Kentucky's going into Athens and upsetting the Bulldogs. If that is true, is Georgia's quest for a 3 P done right there in early October? Or are they still alive? 855-212-4227. I apologize. I teased it before. We'll get to it, I promise, when we come back here. Hickey and I with you um, right here on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey. Uh, Oklahoma or Texas? Red River rivalry kicking off in less than 10 hours from now. Who needs a win more? Texas or Oklahoma? I'll tell you. This is Hick at Night. Here's Ryan Hickey. Oh, it is a lovely day indeed. It is a Saturday in the fall. How can you not be alive? How can you not have the juices flowing right now? Welcome in. It is Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey uh, here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Getting you set. Right now for Georgia, Kentucky, which we'll circle back to here in a moment, but also to the first game, the big game right now to lead us off on Saturday, Red River Rivalry. Number 12, Oklahoma. Number three, Texas, both undefeated. I think this is a game that means more for the Sooners than it does the Longhorns. Here is why. Texas already has an egg in the basket. Meaning, they want to look at the college football playoff. Their win over Alabama, convincingly, by the way, gives them already a nice padded resume where if they lose to Oklahoma, they could still make it up because, look, let's be honest, these two teams are by far the two best teams um, in the conference. So this is definitely not going to be the only time these two teams meet. We're going to see Texas-Oklahoma again in the Big 12 title game. And if you're Texas, all you have to do is win one game. One out of the two. You lose on Saturday to the Sooners. You bounce back, though, and win in December. I think you're in the college football playoff, assuming no other losses um, are on your resume because of how you went in and thoroughly dominated Alabama in their stadium when the title ranked number three. Having that feather in your cap, for me, is why I think even though Texas is the higher-ranked team. Why this game, though, means more for Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma's resume is caca. They got nothing. Right now, this is the only... We talked about Georgia's resume being soft and and, um, not challenging whatsoever. This is the only ranked opponent Oklahoma has in their schedule. This is it. Didn't play anyone before in the top 25. Won't play anyone, at least right now, after in the top 25. So if you're the Sooners, just like Georgia, you have college football playoff aspirations. You got to win. You need a you know a signature marquee victory on your resume here. You can't roll in and expect to be eleven and one or twelve and one in the college football playoff with zero impressive wins. That's why for me, because Texas already has that notch in their belt of beating Alabama earlier this season on the road. If they fall here to Oklahoma on Saturday, as long as they get revenge in the Big 12 title game, they're fine. They're good. Oklahoma, to me, is the one where they have to be perfect because their schedule, similar to Georgia, is very soft outside of Texas. So there's no other opportunity for them to impress the committee and or make a statement to rise in the rankings outside of this one game. This is it for Oklahoma. 
And if they lose on Saturday, but then make up for it in the Big 12 title game later in the year, like if it's reversed where we're talking about Texas losing and then winning the Big 12, they'll be fine. If Oklahoma loses on Saturday, makes it back to Dallas for the Big 12 title game and wins that one, I think it's a little too little too late for them. It's going to be too little too late at that point for Oklahoma, I think, to make the college football playoff. That's why, for me, look at the Red River rivalry. I think it's Oklahoma needing this game more than Texas. With that said, I do think the Sooners pull off the upset. I like the fact that right now their defense has had a major turnaround in year two under Brent Venables. Dylan Gabriel is healthy, which is going to be a huge, huge boost for this Sooners team that did not have him last year. Oklahoma wins Red River, I'm going to say 38-33. Back and forth game, 38-33. Sooners do beat Texas. But just like I think Oklahoma needs to win this game to keep their college football playoff hopes alive, Georgia has to win this game in order to keep their college football playoff hopes alive. If they lose to Kentucky, they're not going to have another opportunity to make a statement on their resume and get a win. So I don't think we're talking about a 11-1 or even 12-1 Georgia team making the college football playoff. I think they have to be 13-0 in order to keep their hopes for a three-peat up, which is why Saturday for the Dogs must win. Do you agree? 855-212-4227. Let's go back down to the great state of Georgia. Alexander is there. What's up, Alexander? Um, doing well. Um, listening to your show. Really good show, I'm speak. Oh, thanks, man. 100% you're right. Georgia is going to have to go undefeated. That is why if you don't get them now, and when they do go undefeated, it's going to be very difficult to beat them later in the season. When you spoke of Kentucky, I can completely understand. Kentucky is a well-built offensive machine as far as they can run the ball. Um, even prior to this year, they Stoops has come in and made that team a carbon copy of Georgia. And so I can't disagree with that. But even with the almost mishaps against Kentucky a couple years ago, teams like Missouri, even teams like South Carolina, right now, until you can show that you can beat Georgia, if Georgia runs the table, they're going to be in they're going to be in the college football ranks as far as the playoffs. And I agree with you as far as Oklahoma and Texas. But I'll say this about Texas. You have Archie Manning. Um, coming in, it's going to be a freshman next year. You're coming into the SEC. You have an opportunity to take the bull by the horns and get into the college football playoffs. I, I don't believe in the USC. Um, Oregon, I've seen the song and dance before. Um, you know, prior years with Chip Kelly, really good teams, couldn't close the deal. The only team I still fear is Ohio State. Um Really, and it's, it's crazy because that offense really hasn't even clicked with the new quarterback. Nope. But they're just that talented to where they can beat any team in the SEC, ACC, Big Ten. So that's the only team that I think that can really beat Georgia. But, yes, every game is a must-win for Georgia. That's why when they get to the title game, they beat Alabama or LSU, and they get to the playoff, it's a no question. <laughs> you can't come back and say, oh, well, the schedule is too soft because at that point you have rattled off 35 in a row and you've beaten Ohio State, you've beaten Alabama, and you've beaten Michigan. So I get, point, Alexander, the, I get a lot of history and appreciate the call, buddy. We're up against this. So we got, got to run here. I'm sorry. I hear what you're saying, but this year, Georgia, 
from watching them has not inspired any sort of confidence to think it's a lock. They are winning the national title this year, even if they make the college football playoff and run the table and go 13-0. Carson Beck's not Stetson Bennett. Like, you, you referenced, at least recently, you know, a lot of their success of beating Michigan, of beating Ohio State. A lot of the key players that led to the Michigan win, the Ohio State win, the Alabama win in the national title game, all those players are gone. Or a lot of those key contributors are no longer on the team. Now you're relying on Carson Beck. Brock Bauer's still there, but different running backs, different receivers. Like, it's a new team. And they have not, to me, again, look, anywhere near convincing or dominant to have me think, like, it's a wrap if they make it. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. When we return here, Hicken Night, Saturday, uh, Sunday, 49ers Cowboys. Is Sunday a statement game for Dak Prescott? We'll discuss next. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.